0: And welcome to the Slow Growth Podcast, Episode 5, Degrees of Non-Presence. Neuroscience has defined two main attention networks in the brain that compete with each other most of the time. These are the task-positive network, active when we deliberately focus our attention on something in particular, and the default mode network, active when we're not willfully directing our attention and it's wandering automatically from topic to topic, led by associations to things we've recently experienced and by signals in the body that dictate our mood. Both of these networks are important for strong brain function. We need to switch back and forth between trying to control our attention and letting it do what it does when we are not looking. There is a third option, though, crucial to slow growth. The practice of finding presence engages both networks at once. Focusing a light attention on the wanderings of the mind, gliding between sensations, emotions, and thoughts, we access a more dynamic potential in ourselves, a perspective removed from regular consciousness, touching upon the universal. You see, the present moment is unique because it is storyless, the past and the future only exist as stories. Any story you try to tell about the present is necessarily about the past, something you are not directly experiencing in the current moment. That is, if you're talking about something that just happened, the present moment consists of you talking about it. Part of what makes pure presence so difficult to find is that the mind is constantly digesting our experiences as they happen and turning them into stories of some kind. Stories are how we communicate with each other, but they're also how we communicate with ourselves. Stories allow us to compress full experiences into simpler forms. They tie thoughts to feelings and organize our memories. The stories we repeat to ourselves over years and years become our deeply held beliefs. Deep beliefs are necessary to have, but also necessary to update. We are living processes embedded in huge networks of other living processes, so things change over time. We can revise our deep beliefs by deliberately trying to tell ourselves new stories like with visualizations or affirmations. I am good enough. I love and am loved. The world is safe. We can also practice finding presence and let the beliefs update themselves implicitly by trying to experience reality as directly as possible. In order to better practice presence, it helps to know what takes us away from the present moment. There are layers, or degrees, of non-presence. Layer zero is presence. This is focus on your attention itself as it moves from one point of focus to another, being aware of your sensations, emotions, and thoughts as they occur in real time, not having your awareness overtaken by any one thing at the expense of the others, but maintaining a panoramic awareness that includes each moment of focus, as well as the transitions between them. For example, I notice the sound of a car outside. That makes me feel annoyed. That makes me think what that person must be like. I remember a time when I was crossing the street and got scared because a turning car got too close to me. That makes me angry. Now I notice the sound of someone talking in another room. I notice that I'm trying not to listen to them. I notice my attention going to my feet. I notice my feet are feeling cold. This makes me wonder why my feet are cold. And so on. This is full tilt, sustained presence. What makes it full presence is that, even though the stories are coming up and they lead from one thing to another, a thought to a feeling to a thought to a sensation, I'm not getting stuck in any one particular place for more than a moment. It's the subtle difference between being inside your attention and observing it from an outside point of view. It is very rare to be able to do this for more than a short episode before having your awareness fully enveloped by an emotion-slash-thought cycle, also known as a story. The first layer of non-presence is judgment about whether a sensation, emotion, or thought feels good or bad. This kind of judgment is more primary than the judge from episode 4, which is more of an inner character who turns these basic judgments into global judgments. Not just, this feels good or bad, but this is fundamentally and eternally good or bad, and your relation to it determines whether you are fundamentally good or bad. That's the judge. But this first layer of non-presence is less extreme, just a basic feeling of wanting more or less of something. Judgment is basically unavoidable because that's one of the main functions of the brain, to determine what's safe and dangerous, now and for the future. During the process of finding presence, the signal we get from this basic judgment process might enter our awareness, at which point our attention will lock onto it. If we stay present, we sense the feeling in our awareness, acknowledge it as an object of awareness, and keep observing to notice what it leads to, as all feelings lead to thoughts, which in turn lead to more feelings. If we don't stay present, we go into the judgment, the good or bad feeling, we get swept into the resulting thoughts and further feelings, leading to the second layer of non-presence. The second layer is getting lost in a story. Stories are ways to connect judgments, feelings, and thoughts through time. When our mind comes up with an explanation for why something is good or bad, what made it that way, we get lost in a story about the past, When our mind shows us what good or bad situations we might get into because of the goodness or badness of our current object of focus, we're getting lost in a story about the future. Getting lost in a story of the past and or future is incredibly normal because that's how we naturally organize information. Stories about the past or the future are also the hardest to get out of and get back into presence. We're caught in a cliffhanger and we want to know what happens in the next episode. That's why Netflix works so well. So a warning. If you're trying to find presence and peace in the present, you will always end up getting lost in a story until something happens, like the story ends, and in between stories you remember the other story about how you're trying to be present right now, and that gets you back. As you get better at recognizing the distinction between stories and presence you realize that the only choice we really have in life is between stories and presence. When we choose presence, we're choosing to trust the deepest truth, that we are reality, unspeakably complex, that judgments and stories come and go even though they always feel absolute and eternal. Oddly enough, achieving full presence, even for a moment, takes you out of time completely into an experience of being simultaneously the center and the edge of the universe.